This is uh, November the 3rd, I think, 2019. This is Sissy, Mary Del Campo, uh, interviewing Aunt Ruth, Melly Ruth, King Hoya, uh, will be 97 in uh, December the 17th, I believe. And we have a list of questions from all the different family members that we want to record, get some great information from her. So we're beginning it now. Wanda, Joyce, Nethery is here with us. And, um, and it's November the 4th. Oh, and it's November the 4th. I got corrected. Sorry about that. And uh, we hope Debbie will be here to record with us tomorrow. But we have some questions. So we're going to start. Um, I'm going to start with a few questions from Tanya, Aunt Ruth. And she wants to know more about her grandmother, which is my mother, Pearl. Any stories about her and information about her childhood that maybe uh, I don't know about? What did she like to do? Um, she would also like to hear any stories about you and your brothers when you were kids. Uh, oh, no, she wants to know stories about me and my brothers uh, when we were kids and your um, ideas, your perspective. And so I'll give it you, the speaker, and, and um, see. Here's Aunt Ruth. Here, hold it. Oh, I thought... Or, or maybe you can just talk in there. So the first question is, uh, any stories about Pearl uh, when y'all were little, about your childhood? Oh, well, Pearl was six years older than me. And, well, seven, according to Bill... She was born in 15. I thought she was born in 16. Uh, but uh, she uh, carried me around on her hip while, when I was little, and she said that was the reason she was small, short. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, she and Jewel, there's a poster together, my older sister that got killed in a traffic, and... Uh, by a drunk driver, and uh, she, uh, after she got killed, Pearl was lost, and as far as what they liked to do, about all we ever did was go to church and Sunday school mm -hmm. on Saturdays, on Sundays. And was that New Hope Church? That was New Hope Church. And, and was it a Methodist church? Yes. And uh, she liked to sing. She was a good singer. She had a good voice. And after Jewel died, I slept with her. And we sang songs at night after we'd go to bed. Oh. And uh, she uh, met your daddy. Well, she met him. She got wrote to him. It's like kind of like getting on the computer now and finding somebody, is they wrote magazines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she and Jewel had answered some the things in the, on the some magazine. Ads. Ads. Uh, people wanting to know, pen meet pals. people. They were pen pals. They were pen pals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she, Mama and Papa didn't want her doing that. So I always went to the mailbox. <laughs> and that. Uh, if it was school time, well, I'd get off the school bus and get the mail and take it home. If it was during the week, uh, if it was not school time, well, I would walk to the mailbox and pick up the mail. 
and I would hide her letters in my panties. <laughs> How old was she then at this point? Old enough. She was 19, 20? No, she was about 25, 4 or 5. Yeah. I guess she, I don't remember how old she was. But anyhow, she met him. She made it. He came to Nacogdoches. He came to Nacogdoches, and, and she met him. I don't know how she arranged that. I don't remember. But she met him, and it wasn't long until they got married. Papa threatened to have it uh, annulled. Oh, my goodness. I remember thinking, you can't have it annulled when you're 20-something years old. <laughs> and anyway, she liked music, but I don't know what what kind of music she liked besides, the, like me, I never sang anything, but of the song, songs I learned at church mm-hmm. until I was half grown. I remember after I got old enough that I... So y'all just sang mostly religious songs. Right. Yeah. But uh, after Pearl got married and left, well, I would uh, go to, supposedly there would be a party, but we'd sometimes go to a big house party that they had people come in there and play the guitars. Yeah. And and they'd sing and dance. Yeah. I never tried, but I went. Oh, you did? Yeah. So that would be something y'all would have to sneak around to do. Papa yes. wouldn't let you do it. Yes. But no, we. I. I'd have got a whip it even at that age if he had known I was doing it. I didn't uh, go to a lot of them. But one time, Pearl and Jewel met these uh, guys through somebody at church, though. Yeah. And they they were singing, and they came to the Papa let them come to the house and sing one night. Oh, really? Yeah, and I I wish I remembered because they didn't play the gospel music; they played other music. I guess that's the first time ever. The radio then was usually just politics. Did y'all have a radio then when you Pop, were? Yeah, yeah, we had a radio. Was he interested in politics? Uh, Pop, was Papa interested in politics? Oh, yeah, he was interested in, in the uh, president. Oh, he was. And he voted, always voted. Really? Did yeah. Mama vote? Well, I think she did, yeah. We'll take a short break right for right now and come and come back in just a second. Well, boys and girls, you know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that will get you up to the front in bike races, on the baseball diamond, in all kinds of games. It's energy. You see, the faster you go, the more energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by eating delicious chocolatey Tootsie Rolls. Boy, they're cram jam full of energy. There are more energy units in one penny Tootsie Roll than you use circling the bases 36 times or when you're riding your bike three whole miles. And it's fast energy. Why, no sooner do you pop a Tootsie Roll in your mouth than you can practically feel new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Tootsie Rolls are good, wholesome food. They're made with plenty of nourishing, bodybuilding milk. So next time you have a penny to spend or a nickel, well, if you have a nickel, get the big jumbo-sized Tootsie Roll. And don't forget, the long-lasting penny Tootsie Rolls give you a lot for your money, too. A penny Tootsie Roll is still only a penny. A nickel Tootsie Roll is still five cents. Okay, we're continuing on with uh, Aunt Ruth talking about 
living with my mother, Pearl, and when we were little. And the other question was her perspective on the three of us, David, Raymond, and Sissy. Here. I lived with them off and on, and when Sissy was a baby, well, wasn't any of them very old, but uh, we moved in a little house up above Mama, and uh, there was just one little room and a kitchen, and the room had a big bed and a small bed. Pearl got up to go to work one morning, and we had a little stove. It was a wood stove. She put some wood to build a fire, and she was standing in front of it and didn't close the front of it, and it sucked her down up in it, and caught her. she caught fire and ran outside because she's afraid she's going to set the bed afire. She ran outside, and it burned her gown off of her back. Mm, wow. And she was screaming, and I wasn't there that night. I had gone to up spend the night with one of my friends and y'all were they were going to stay with uh, y'all were going to stay with your mother mama until I got home the next day she was screaming and they the neighbors all heard some of them heard her it had been raining and the roads were not paved then and when the albums got out there they had taken about two hours to get back to town because of the roads were so bad. She was burned, her whole back was burned. And I don't remember how long it took her to get over it, but it was a while. So she was in the hospital for a while? Yeah, she stayed in the hospital, I don't remember how long. Not too long after she got over that, I went to Houston. Y'all went back and lived with Mama. You didn't stay in the little house. Were there any of the boys still home then? No. Uh, Jean. Jean was home. home. Uh, Herman had gotten service, I think. But uh, Jean had gone, was still home. Uh, Dick was home. He was home. He worked at the grocery store uptown every, every day. I think they stayed at home then when you was... I remember being around Jean more yeah. than anybody. yeah. Well, Jean, of course, was the youngest one. And then, of course, when we lived in Dallas, I remember Dick coming to yeah. live with us. Yeah. I was with uh, with them off and on all their life, <laughs> half of their life. Second mama. And uh, they moved to Dallas, and Tony went in service, and while he was uh, in the training, I went to Dallas and lived with them there. David played hooky when he was in first grade. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) And one night Raymond wanted something and we all told him we'd get it payday. Told him when I got my check from the government because Tony was in service that I would get it and nothing pleased him. David said, no, it was David that wanted it. And Raymond said, David, do like I do, just lay in the floor and ball. <laughs> <laughs> David probably would, wouldn't want to be crying for anything. <laughs> no, no, he'd just fuss about it. But uh, whatever it was, anyhow, uh, 
some of us come up with it. He got it. They were all fighters when they grew up. Yeah. yeah. Sissies told me a lot of stuff I didn't know, and Raymond did too. <laughs> <laughs> Made up half of it, I'm sure. <laughs> part of it was when I was gone, part of it was when I was there. Yeah. But I was there off and on. Sue was born when Tony was overseas and I was living with him. Now, how old was Sue the first time Tony got to see her? 27 months old. Isn't that something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a celebration to come home to, huh? Yeah, and then no work. (laughs) And no Mm -hmm. work. So you and Tony and Sue lived with us, mother and the three of us kids. After... Well, oh, after wow. a while, we didn't write off. Yeah, live with y'all. Uh, he worked at short job down in uh, Silsby, I believe it was, down there close to where we used to have the Union White Lodge. And but when we were little and growing up, Bonnie and Jean and I would be happy when when William and Homer were coming, because we liked to see Roy. Oh. Yeah, Roy was uh, close to Gene's uh, age, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, well, I'm six years older than Gene, and Roy's ten years, uh, and I'm ten years older than Roy. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway, I got off the subject. That's okay. But uh, Sissy got married while I was gone one of the times, <laughs> when I wasn't living with them one of the times. Oh, well, that was... Yeah, that was, uh, you hadn't lived with us in a long time then. No. Yeah. Right, I hadn't. That was, that's, uh, you were in Houston, you and, you and, Tony. y'all were in Houston then. Right. Okay. All right, we'll take a pause. Band-Aid plastic strips with new super stick stick better than any other bandage. Made only by Johnson & Johnson, the most trusted name in surgical dressings. Be sure you get Band-Aid plastic strips. Okay, we're continuing on. And I wasn't living there then, but it was just before I, one of the times I did live there. And they had just moved to Dallas and got an apartment close to Love Field. And uh, <clears throat> the kids weren't used to having all those plugs. So. Uh, now, the her, plugs of what? Uh, Mama elect- had gotten electricity in the house. Yeah, she had gotten electricity, but she didn't have very many plugs. And they nobody ever mentioned them, so they weren't curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, she told them when they moved up there, she said, Pearl said, now don't. Y'all don't fool with these plugs because you get shocked. So David had to try it out. He had to find out what it was all about, so he stuck a bobby pin in one. (laughs) Blew all the lights out, and he started screaming, are we going to die, are we going to (laughs) die? Oh, that was a good story. Pee Wee Reese has a way with Dodger rookies or Sandlot youngsters. Pee Wee, you do a lot of work with boys. Not work, Al. I like baseball and kids. I enjoy helping teenagers start right. Well, that's around shaving age. And you give them pointers on personal appearance, too? Yes. A boy has more self-respect when he's clean-shaved. I tell him to use a Gillette razor, Al. You said it. The Gillette Super Speed Razor. And today there are three. Light for sensitive skin and most younger men. Regular for average skin and beard. Heavy for men who like the heft and feel of a heavier razor. 
Each is different, precisely engineered. One has the right blade edge exposure, edge angle, and weight to shave you in a breeze. Comfortable, good-looking shaves you may never have had before. And convenient, you change blades and rinse clean so. Choose your Gillette Super Speed Razor. $1.29 with Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser in handy travel case. There we go. Okay, we're starting it again, and uh, Jerry wants to know the story behind the, the BB hole in the living room picture window uh, in your old house in Houston. Well, uh, that wasn't a BB hole. It was a pellet gun. Danny was shooting at a tree that used to be right there on the front of the house. An oak tree, and he thought he he didn't hit the oak tree. It, well, it hit the oak tree and glanced off and hit the window, and uh, that's what caused that. And what were you saying about Melanie used to? When Melanie was little, she would get my keys and stand in there when I wasn't when I was cooking or something, and she would work those keys back and forth so she got the hole so big I had to start putting tape on it. So it's still that way when, when the house flooded. Oh, somebody wants to know what your pet squirrel's name was. Sammy. And um, what did you, where did you find him? Where did you find Sammy? My neighbor found it at her yard and she had it in a box and was punching it with a stick. And I told her she was killing it. And it's too little to put back outside. So I said I'd take it. And I took it, and Danny built a big cage for it. And I put the big, big cage on the glass in the front back porch. And uh, Danny put a big limb in, in there so it'd have something to climb on. And... Uh, he wouldn't let anybody pick him up but me. Hmm. So. And he wants to know what did you feed it, and did he did he ever bite anybody, you or anybody else? He'd bite anybody that tried to pick him up. Oh. And uh, I fed him pecans and peanuts, and uh, pick him. I'd pick up oak acorns and feed him uh, some uh, fruits. Vegetables, mm. and uh, he he let me know that it was somebody at the back door one time. I heard a noise. I had gone into the kitchen and I heard a noise, and I, that squirrel was raising cane. I looked out the kitchen window, and the squirrel was looking down at the other end, and there was a guy taking the glasses out of the jolliest window. Uh, to come in. Good heavens. And uh, so the squirrel alarmed me to that. How about that? Well, he, he was my my house alarm. What was the biggest fish you ever caught? Eight pounds. Uh, and what's your favorite color? Pink and blue. And where did you get married? And the biggest church in Houston, Methodist Church, South Main Baptist Church, and there was nobody there but 
Me, Tony, and the preacher and his secretary. Well, that was what my next question was. Who was there? Just, just the secretary. Yeah. Do you remember? How old were you when you got married? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, and this same person wants to know who your favorite great-nephew is. My f- favorite what? Great-nephew. I have too many to say. <laughs> Smart lady. Smart lady. <laughs> who wanted to know that? Uh, who asked about the squirrel? Who do you think would ask about the squirrel? Oh, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of things did, uh, did you and the family do together when you were growing up? We didn't, the family as a family didn't do a whole lot. We'd have, we always, the kids enjoyed company on the weekends because if company come, we had fried chicken. Oh, <laughs> that was a special event. That huh? was a special event because we didn't, Mama wouldn't kill any of the chickens except the roosters. And so... Uh, when the roosters was thinned out, and if company comes, she would kill the other. But we was always glad to see somebody come. Did you uh, have to kill the chickens yourself? I have killed them, yes. Yeah. And then then she put them in a big pot of boiling water? Yeah, to... you'd get, put them in a pot, just stick them in a bottle of water and dip them out so you take it. Made the feathers come out easy. I remember when I was little, and it scared me to death because Mama would kill the chicken, and they'd be hopping all over the place. Yes. And really would scare me. Okay, well, we're going to take a pause, and then we'll come back. We took turns. Every time one, the older one would leave home, the next oldest would take that job that he was doing. Oh, really? And that's the way... That's the way when I learned when I learned to milk is when somebody left and did did the milking and, and then I I milked. Then you had how old were you when you learned to do that? Do you remember? I don't know, I, but somebody told me that if you'd sing to the cows, they'd give more milk. So I'd <laughs> sing to the cow. <laughs> I milk. Oh my! And God. I don't know if it was true or not, but I, but you got milk. You know what? <laughs> I always do, say. They do play music for to them now, Aunt Ruth and Jerry's. Huh? What you say? She said they do play music in dairies. Yeah, they play music. So maybe that's reason. Maybe, maybe that's that why. Yeah. But I'd sing away. That is something. So um, one person wanted to know uh, who were you close to, uh, sister wise. Well, I guess it'd have to be Bonnie and and uh, Pearl. Bonnie and Pearl, yes. And and but the brothers, who were you closest to? Jean. You were closest to Jean. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Did you tell us that story earlier about you and Jean? Uh-huh. No, you were telling me a story about Jean. Yeah, yeah, tell that story. Jean, I was six years older than Jean, and I, he was my baby. And I'd sing him, get in his bed with him every night and sing him till he went to sleep. And I'd sing him Springtime in the Rockies, and he called it Springtime in the Rocking Chair. <laughs> <laughs> Say sing, sing springtime in the rocking chair. Oh my gosh! And one time, him and Mama went to Houston. It's the first time I'd been away from him, and I would go out in the fields where he had walked and played, and and look at his tracks every day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and we were always close from then on to to the day he died. 
Well, um, let's see here. Karen, uh, Karen wanted to know your your memories, fond memories of your siblings. Um, I guess how how did y'all celebrate birthdays? We didn't. You didn't celebrate a birthday. Did did they get a birthday present? The kids? No. What about Christmas? Christmas we got fruit mm-hmm. and a stocking and candy, and we all might get a little red wagon together, and sometimes a little, what we call a celluloid doll. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like plastic, but it's what they call celluloid. I, I can't tell you what it's made out of. Oh, and you said your favorite meal that Granny King made was fried chicken, right? Did I have that on there? No, I think you said it earlier in another question. Oh, yeah, sure. And what is your earliest memories? Do you remember how old you were and what your earliest memories are? The my oldest memory, I think, is kind of grandma. She lived with us when she died, and I just barely remember somebody, you know, and I didn't know what dying was then. I remember before I started school uh, watching for all the ones that was going to school coming home. They had to walk a mile after they got off the bus. And I'd watch at the time they were supposed to come, and I'd stand out there and watch from the, all the way till they got the house, as far as I could see. And that's as far back as I re- really remember. What uh, advice would you have for everyone regarding living a happy life? Well, I don't really know. Everybody's life is so much so different. That's true. Family makes a difference. Family makes a difference, right. Makes a huge difference, that's for sure. And uh, let's see. I remember remember when I was small, sitting around and listening to Mama and the neighbors or some of the relatives talking. That's the way I remembered uh, about miracles, but I didn't know what uh, what really a miracle was. Yeah. And where did you live before you moved uh, into the house on Woden Road where I was born? Oh. Blackjack or something like that? No, we lived in an old lot. We lived in, a, in down in the boondocks. We had sold an old log cabin that I was raised in and moved down there because Homer bought a place down there. He was going to have wild pigs, and uh, I forgot what they called them, free-range pigs. That's, they can roam everywhere with no fences. Yeah. But and you mark them, show that you somebody they don't belong to somebody. Yeah. But people would come in there and get them, shoot them some too. Oh my God! Papa bought some, and ours finally all disappeared because uh, he wasn't. Well, after we moved down there, he wasn't able to do anything. But and most of my memories is in the old long, the old log house. Mm-hmm. My growing up days. Do you remember how old you were when you moved into the house that I was born in? Oh, when Papa died. And how old were you when he died? Fifteen. 
think it's 15. So or that so. was before my daddy died. Uh, I thought it was after my daddy died. Mother, mother was pregnant with me when my father died. Yeah, Papa was already dead. Okay. I thought I looked at the dates, and yeah. it was like yep. they were one right after the other. Papa died. That's, the, that's when we moved in that house because Papa died, and Bill had insured him. Oh, okay. And Dewey and one of, the na- one of our really good neighbors who was a carpenter built a house with the insurance money. Yeah. And that's when we moved in that house. And that was a two-bedroom house. And all of you lived in that two-bedroom house. Well, there wasn't nobody home then but uh, me and Bonnie and Mama and Dick and Jean. That's quite a few. And they had two. We had two beds in the back bedroom. In the front bedroom, we had one. Our boy slept in there. Mm-hmm. I slept in a house that's more crowded than that. I bet you did. I bet when y'all were down, was it called Blackjack or something like that? Yeah. I don't remember living in Blackjack, but we did. Yeah. Uh, Because I remember Mama talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that they did, we did live down there. And I remember Papa used to carry the mail from Nacogdoches to Woden. We lived in Woden. I was born in Woden. Yeah. And... He would go to Nacogdoches. He'd carry mail from Woden to Nacogdoches and then bring back mail. It was to Woden. And uh, wagon and team or buggy. I don't remember that. All I remember is them talking about it. You mean the wagon like Bob Green? Yeah. Tell them the story about Bob Green. I don't know enough about that to tell it. Well, that that's when Mama would tell us we misbehave. Yes, Mama, she, which is Granny King to everybody. Yeah, well, that mostly was to us. It was Mama with y'all, you know. Yeah, but to us it was Mama. She was Mama. Mother was Mother, and and Granny King was Mama. But if if uh, Bob Green drove down the road in his his uh, he was looking for kids that misbehaved. Right. And right. Uh, the. Yeah. Uh, and you better do. You, you better, better behave. Or did you see that Bob Green's coming? Yeah. And he actually had uh, uh, a um, pile of, of uh, potatoes in the tow sack. He had tow sack, I think is what they called it. Yeah. Potatoes. Tow sack. Yeah. And, uh, but Mama told us those were kids that misbehaved in that, those, those sacks and that we better behave. And here he comes. Here he comes. You hear that? Watch, look. And sure enough, this Bob Green driving down the road in that, Horse and buggy, or horse and wagon, pulling a wagon, mm. and uh, but I guess she didn't do that to y'all then. It was just no. Us. But when I told you the other day, we was talking. We had a Papa had a big old drum. He saved peanuts in for the next year planting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he kept they kept it in the corner of the boys' bedroom, and so it would be out of the weather and everything and be uh, uh, the rats keep the rats and stuff out of it <clears throat> so we'd slip in there and eat some of those peanuts and we weren't supposed to so mama threw a ugly face on a on a flower sack she was good at drawing faces yeah just like bloody bones and put them on a put it in the barrel 
stuffed it, <laughs> put it in the barrel, and scared the heck out of us. It worked for a while, but we finally figured that one out. Yeah. It's like I figured out bloody bones when we were washing bloody bones in the in the washing machine. Yeah. But But she'd tell us stories about Grandma and Homer and Bill. And she said Bill was behind the house one time, balling or something. And she told Homer to uh put on a sheet put a sheet over his and go around and scare Bill and what so he did that and grandma got one and followed it <laughs> and he looked back and he saw he saw gra- grandma and he said run Bill there's two of them there's two of them <laughs> <laughs> I oh used, she used to tell that all the time hmm I don't remember Bill or Dewey, I mean, uh, Homer or Dewey being at home. Now, that's how much older. Well, Bill was in the military. How many brothers? Were there seven in the military? Eight. Eight brothers in the military. No, not in the military. Six in the military. Six yeah. in there during World War One. World War Two. I mean, two. Yeah. But uh, Gene and Roy and uh, Bill and Clyde... And Herman were all in the Korean War. Right. But there were how many boys made it was military, career military? Uh, there was six at, six in World War Two at first. Yeah. Same time Tony was. Yeah. Well, Tony went in there because he felt like he needed to. He could have gotten, he could have gotten. Excused. Because, from it. yeah. But uh, he felt like he should go. Because he had a brother in there, and then I had all those brothers. Dick never did serve. He he was in Mississippi, and he had uh, meningitis, and it affected his eyes. So he couldn't get in, huh? So he uh, he got a discharge. Mm-hmm. Herman and Dewey, Herman and Bill and Clyde all retired. Yeah, from Air from Force. the military. Cece, you want a cup of coffee? Yes, I would love it. Um, you, I would too, yeah. Do you remember what your favorite toy was? Huh? Do you remember what your favorite toy you as a kid? My favorite toy? Toy, if you had one. I don't know. We had so little. That <laughs> you didn't have a lot of toys. Huh? We didn't have a lot of toys. We got rag. Mama made us rag dolls. Yeah. At Christmas time, we usually got, uh, uh, as I said before, a wagon walled us together or something we could share. And we got candy and fruit in our. Mm-hmm. How were your family dinners? Season. You couldn't. You didn't all sit around the table together, did you? Yes. Oh, I thought you did it in no. like, the men. In the the meal time, everybody come to the table and eat. If you didn't, he don't. He don't eat. Yeah. What one? You want half calf or real? Real. Um, well, I remember as a kid when everybody used to come home for a holiday. Yeah. And it seemed like that uh, the men all ate. Well, they, and then that the women was, ate. Right, that was after I got grown. Yeah, and then the kids ate. And then the kids ate. Yeah. Uh, and they used to say, take an old cup, cold potato and wait. There was a song. Take a what? There was a song somewhere out, take an old cold potato and, and, and wait. 
And I said, that was us. Yeah, and the, and the boys would come in from, we would cook it, and the boys would come in from the river, and they had to eat first. That was Mama's rule. Why did the boys have to eat first? Because they came in from the field? No, because they were supposed to. Men supposed to. Help. Oh, I see. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when, when we got to eat, it wasn't very much. Really? Much left, really much depending left. on how hungry they were. Who would you say um, among the boys, uh, you said you were closer to Gene, but he was younger than you. Which big brother? Clyde. Clyde was your your close big brother. Yeah, and he looked out for you. And yeah, he if he was around, Dick didn't bother me. Oh, I see. <laughs> and how you and Dick? How close are y'all in age? We're not uh, two years. Two years. So y'all didn't get along so great. No. Yeah. Okay. And then Bonnie and Jean were close in age. They were close in age, but they did, weren't close as Ben Jean was. They, did, they didn't fight or anything? No, but, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jean never did fight or anybody, but Mama never let us come in and eat while she was cooking. But when Jean got up to be a toddler, she would let him have something, but he would always share it with me. Oh. And then when Papa went to town for anything, he'd come back and he'd bring a little sack of candy and it was for all of us, but Gene was the one he gave the sack to. But Gene was always giving it out like it should be. Yeah, he was a sweet man. Uh, He was the youngest, he was the baby, wasn't he? Gene was the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, well. We're going to take a quick break. Everybody needs energy-packed sunbeam bread. Yes, it's all aboard for fun in the park, but Junior hasn't got energy enough for fun. He'd sure like to ride that horse. Hey, what's this? An energy-packed sunbeam sandwich. You bet every delicious slice of sunbeam bread sure does pack a big energy wallop. There's nothing like sunbeam energy to help you stay on the beam. Now, look at them go. On sunbeam energy, they sure do enjoy life. Everybody needs the kind of real zip and zing pep that delicious sunbeam bread gives you. Yes, stay on the beam with energy-packed sunbeam bread. All day long, eat sunbeam bread and renew energy as you burn it up. Eat delicious sunbeam bread. Okay, Aunt Ruth, tell us the story about Aunt Bonnie loving to make lemon pie. And how come, how, how is it that both of you girls love to cook and are great cooks? Well, uh, Bonnie and I didn't learn to cook as fast as Jewel and Pearl did. They had to cook for the kids growing up. For the up. Uh, younger ones, yeah. Yeah. And Mama was having them so close together. And uh, they did the, most of the cooking, and they made cakes and pies, too. But Bonnie, I don't know where she got the idea she could make cake, make a lemon pie, but she put eight lemons in the pie. Eight lemons. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work. 
<laughs> but uh, she got to be a good cook. Yep, she did. She did. She did, both of you. Lemon pie was my kid's and Tony's favorite. But not with eight lemons. Huh? But not with eight lemons. No, not with eight lemons. <laughs> I had a special fork and a bowl, an oblong bowl that I made meringue for lemon pie or chocolate pie. And I beat it with a fork just like Mama and them did. They didn't have the fancy stuff. Or the electro ones. Yeah. And I always beat mine with a fork. I had a special bowl that we bought at Army Surplus. Oh, my gosh. And it was shaped where it was made it easy to wilt to beat it. Yeah. And uh, use more egg than the recipe called for. And I made a real high meringue. And that's the way they like it. Uh-huh. Some people don't even like the meringue. They mm-hmm. like just the pie. That was, I guess, a, a, every time they had a birthday, they'd want lemon pie. They'd make lemon pie. Yeah. Pause a minute. There's no other box of facial tissues like this. Scotty's new Magic Oval Box. Only Scotty's give you tissues that float up gently, one at a time, and come out in neat handfuls, too, because there's a Magic Oval inside every new Scotty's box. Only Scotty's Magic Oval can give you tissues that float up, smooth and easy. No tugging, no tearing, no extra tissues tagging along. And Scotty's Magic Oval does even more. It lets you reach in for tissues by the handful, all neatly folded, just right for pocket or purse. Scotty's new Magic Oval box is pretty, too. And inside, soft, strong, sneeze-proof Scotty's. Remember, for tissues that float up smoothly and come out in neatly folded handfuls, look for Scotty's pretty new Magic Oval box, the only one of its kind. Okay, we are starting again on some memories. Here's Aunt Ruth. I remember that we had, I had a friend that was my age, lived down behind us, that we played stick babies with all the time. Now, what are stick babies? Stick babies are sticks. <laughs> but how, why did you call them babies? Do you use them for, for dogs? We use them for, for people, but we call them stick babies. Oh, like paper dolls. Yeah. Yeah. And we play in the sand bed with those stick babies and a sardine can as a car. Oh, gosh. And maybe ours. But uh, she evidently, Melanie said, I can't imagine I'm having gymnastics like then. But I don't know where she got it. But she could do cartwheels perfect. Who's, who are you talking about could do? Lucy Lee. Oh, that was that a cousin? No, it was one of our neighbors. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, you remember me talking about Bill her. Lee and Lucy Lee. She, uh, she, yeah, Bill and Lucy and, Dick. and Quentin. Yeah, we called did. him Buddy, and uh, Mary, her older sister. But uh, she could do gymnastics real well. Every time we had company, Papa just. Thought it was something. And he'd have us go down and get her to come up to our house to do her gymnastics for him. 
that was a, some of our entertainment. That was your entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and we would play, was when we was playing Stick Babies, we would play like the people were some of our visitors, Ken folks or otherwise. Did you name the Stick Babies? No, we didn't name them, but we'd, while we was playing, we just pretended that that was yeah. maybe the Parkers or... <laughs> oh, okay. Or somebody else that had come to the house quite a bit. Yeah. The Parkers were our, was relatives. So, but we would pretend that that was the people that we had, that we were... That were coming over. Coming over. Did y'all always have pets? Did you have dogs and cats? Always, but they were outside. Yeah, Mama wouldn't let any cats come in, or dogs either. She didn't let nothing in the house then. No. It wasn't it's because there's too many kids. Yeah. Now, how old was Mama when she had... When she... Huh? Homer. Wasn't Homer the first one? First child? Yes. Do you know how old she was when she had him? I think 15, but was she? I've heard different. And how old was she when she had Jean? Or the, she had a baby after Jean. She had a baby after Jean, but I don't remember how old she was. Wasn't she 18 I don't months? even know. I don't even know how old she was when I was born. I'd have, I could figure oh, it yeah, out. Yeah. But, uh, but Jean was... But after Jean was, what was the baby's name? Uh, Glendon Claudine. Glendon. And she died when she was how old? Eight months old. Yeah. Well, dysentery, I think they called it. Yeah. Then. She, uh, Dewey named her. She, he did. He worked for, he'd go out and pick cotton in West Texas. Uh, and uh, not cotton, they pulled the bowls. And uh, he worked out there a lot. He worked for the same family most of the time. And some of them had a baby, and that was a name, and he... He liked that name. He liked that name, and that's the reason where she got her name. Well, why couldn't he come up with something for Mother? Oh, that's right. He's younger than Mother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that, to me, is... No, he Mother was... and Herman were the only two that only had one name, right? Jewel. Jewel only had one name? Mm-hmm. And Herman, that was the only name Herman. he had. Of course, nobody ever knew what Buck's name was, or, or Dick's either. Why is that? Because we didn't call him call him by their name. We called him Dick and Buck. Name. Yeah, you call him what? Dick and Buck. Yeah, yeah. And why? I don't know. Hmm. Was, was Dick's is Dick's name Richard? No, it was Bjorn Franklin. Yeah. Because Richard, uh, Dick, is sometimes. A uh, short name for Richard. Richard, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raymond, Raymond was named after, after. Raymond was named after Papa. Well, Papa and Jean. That's I mean, right. Papa oh, Raymond and, Eugene. Raymond. Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Raymond Franklin. Raymond Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. And David was named after. I don't know. If I ever knew or not. Yeah, I don't. Well, Bonnie. What's Bonnie's name? Oh, oh, it's Bonnie oh. Lee. David's name was David Lee. I know it. That's what I'm saying. He was named after my. So he was named after your daddy. Yeah. yeah. All of his sons were named after him. Every one of them had Lee in the middle name. Lee in the middle name. Well, that's another whole family huh. crazy story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? All of all of the sons we know of, uh, which was James Lee, Roger Lee, David Lee, 
was named after Oh, me. is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the mothers were Pearl. Were named huh. Pearl. That's weird. All the mothers? Yeah. That is weird. That is weird. Yeah. And they were like 10 years apart, weren't they, Wanda? Well, we're talking about Mike. We're talking about Bonnie Nethery, Bonnie yeah. Lee Nethery, yeah. uh, my father. And uh, unbeknownst to any of the King family, mm-hmm. he had been married before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, had a family, uh, at least one child. Yeah, and, two. of course, it families met Roger, who we luck, fortunately and got Roger to meet. Roger knew James. And then Roger knew James, one of the other kids. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, this was a whole, yeah, a whole new family that yeah. we found. Or he found us, actually. He found Raymond, I think, in some who's who in colleges or something. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole story. But um, um, so when you were growing up, how much older are you than Bonnie? Two. So y'all weren't close or you were close growing up? Well, we we played together all the time. I cut her hair one time and put the hair in a knot hole in the floor, <laughs> dropped it under the house, thinking nobody would do it if I didn't see the hair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Homer had cut hair only on men, but he was able to kind of shape it back like so it didn't look too it bad. But huh? <laughs> well, did you get in trouble for that? You better believe I did. Uh, one time I was sick. And, uh, Papa didn't think I was sick, so he he was going. He gave me castor oil because I hated castor oil. Oh my gosh, that was horrible! And I held it in my mouth till he went out, and then I spit it through the knot hole. <laughs> Those knot holes came in handy, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. One of the snakes didn't climb up the road. <laughs> Lord help. Well, I remember that I've heard stories, and I can't remember from who, that there are different opinions about if he was uh, mean to his kids or he just was real, real strict. What What is your opinion on that subject? What? Papa. Papa was, I've heard different opinions that some felt he was very, very strict. Others felt he was mean. What was your opinion about it? I think he was strict, and, and I think they thought he was mean. And I thought, I said, anybody that had that many kids had to be strict. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I don't care if it was way back yeah. then when they played outside all the time. So did y'all work in the garden a lot, in the fields? In the, we worked in the fields a lot. Mom mostly kept the garden, but she never did work in the field that I remember. But uh, and Pearl and Jewel didn't do too much because they were they've done most of the cooking. I don't remember them then. They probably did before I came along. Yeah. But before I was older now. And didn't y'all have a smokehouse that you kept meat in? Yeah. And you killed yeah. your own. We we had our own meat and uh, killed our own uh, cows. Yeah, and would. Uh, Papa wouldn't let us watch him while they killed him with a shot uh, twenty-two. He wouldn't let the younger kids watch. Well, who watch. butchered them? Did he know how to do that? Yeah, then he then he, he put them in the scalded water. He put a drum down in the ground and boiled water in the in a, in a pot wash pot outside. Yeah, big black. 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember and that. And then he, after they killed it, they'd put it down in that hot water, and that way the hair would scrape off. Oh, okay. And then he would, we always had a, a big supper up first after the first hog, hog killing. Really? She's talking about Because we'd been in without meat for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> and one time he was, we were smoking hams and, and bacon in the smokehouse, and uh, we had people that travel around selling Raleigh's and I don't know, all kind of stuff then. What's Raleigh's? It's, they had all kind of flavoring and... Oh, you mean that was a... a a store, Raleigh's was the name of a store. No, it was name a of brand. Like a it, it was the name of a like a Watkins brand, wasn't it? Huh? Like a Watkins brand. Yeah, Maybe yeah. The traveling Watkins, Watkins brand. Oh, different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he come running up the house and your barn's on fire. Mama didn't think. She started running down there. Then she looked up. She stopped and said, "Well, you crazy fool." That's a smokehouse. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I could hear her saying that. <laughs> I could hear her saying that. But it was on the side of the barn. The fire was always in a barrel or something. I don't remember exactly what. But we you kept it going all the time. Mm-hmm. And one time, somebody that we knew that... Uh, Building and uh, Dewey and Homer had known when they was growing up. He was about their age, especially Dewey's. Anyhow, he was he stole went in there and stole some of our hounds and stuff. Oh my goodness! And he done a lot of other stealings, and they found out when he did it, and he had taken the hounds and stuff and. And cut them up and cooked them and put them in grease and preserved them. It was that way, you know. We got some of it back. You did. <laughs> Fixed that way. I think he got two or three years prison for it. I don't know if he ever served that time or not. Hmm. But uh, he had gone around. It's, it was the beginning, I guess, of depression. Well, that was one of the questions, too, about what was depression like going through those. Well, you know, at that time, you thought everybody was the same way. You didn't, I didn't know we was poor. Yeah. I didn't know, except when I'd go to school, when we had to go to town school, their clothes were different from mine. Yeah. We had clothes made out of flower sacks. Yeah. Did Mama make them? Yeah. Mom would make us flannel gowns just... Pull over down with a long sleeve in it. We had to wear long stockings because they wouldn't let us wear pants. But uh, during the deep depression, we had it good compared to a lot of people mm-hmm. that had had good jobs. Yeah, we had friends. Well, that y'all were, provided your own food. They provided their right. Own, yeah, and uh, we uh, we let pe- people. Some of our friends come out and pick dry peas mm-hmm. and we didn't charge them anything it was mm-hmm. peas that we usually would feed to the cattle and and we people got to stealing they'd go around we never had anything stolen from us except what that guy stole but uh 
we had to guard it. Your flour and meal and all sugar, mm-hmm. anything like that. It. Uh, you made your own butter, didn't you? Didn't mom? we made our own butter? Had our milk cows. Yeah. And uh, we had all the vegetables, and we had chicken and pork. Yeah. And, and watermelons and Lots squirrels. Watermelons. <laughs> yeah. We ate squirrels and rabbits. and Yeah, I remember that when I was little. You didn't eat rabbits. I remember when I was little, my, my memory of it is that on the weekend, she would have not one meat, but two or three meats. Well, she might, but she didn't have rabbit. Well, I... But we didn't, after Buck now, after Buck, I think mostly after Buck, he used to want to be the one to kill rabbits. We didn't eat any rabbits mostly after that because he was usually the one that killed the rabbit. Oh, okay. That would be when the meat was getting low, mm-hmm. and we didn't want to kill the chickens. Mm-hmm. And they squirrel hunt then, I don't know, all the year, I think. Did Mama name her chickens? I wondered. She was such good friends with her chickens. <laughs> well, that much. was when she was living by herself. Yeah. She might have named some of them then. She didn't have as many. I remember, remember? Ste- stepping on one one time and killing it a little bitty. Oh no! We call them bitties. We was, I went in the yard to feed them, and I stepped on it and killed it. And I didn't. I, I was afraid to tell Mama, and I just threw it out. <laughs> and never did tell her. My, I, I, it worried me for a long time about stepping on that chicken, mm-hmm. that little chicken, and killing it. Oh, I bet it did. How old were you? I wasn't very old. Probably seven or eight years old. Oh my gosh, that'd be horrible. No, we had it good during the deep depression. And then compared with so many people. We had friends that worked at uh, Sawmill. They'd had good jobs all at once. They didn't have any. Yeah. So it was, you know, really hard on a lot of people. So it would feed your family, wasn't it? Yeah. And I th- that's the reason so many people like Roosevelt. He said it'd be a chicken in every pot. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. And he pulled us out of it. Yeah. But it took a while. But I remember, I remember we had hard times after, you know, when y'all were little. Yeah. And during the war, we had uh, sh- sugar and shoes and tires and stuff like that Mm -hmm. where you got uh, so many coupons Mm -hmm. and if you didn't have a coupon you couldn't get any of that Mm -hmm. would be sugar maybe flour even and some of course cigarettes was even rationed yeah but well everybody uh, smoked back then huh everybody smoked back then yeah but they could get bull durham and roll their own roll their own yeah, Prince Albert, Bull Durham. I remember one time, Bonnie and Jean <clears throat> and me, when we lived down in the boondocks, would have a playhouse out in the woods, slip out cigarettes when Bill and them were there and smoke. <laughs> yep. Jean and Bonnie was worse. Yep. More than I was. And Roy was with them. I don't know if he smoked or not. But one time, they came home. Homer and had taken Mama to town for buy groceries and stuff. Came back, 
And Roy, they were afraid that their playhouse was close to the road. And they were afraid that uh, Homer and them saw them. And so they ran to the house and Roy said, Daddy, you home yet? And he said, no, son, I'm on down the road. I'll be coming home in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> My heaven, he was... Roy was so uh, nervous that he, his daddy had caught him. Mm-hmm. said, Dad, are you home yet? And when James smoked, Mama would buy them for him. Really? After he got up 15 years old. Oh, my heavens. She'd, of course, she smoked she, in herself. She used to let us smoke uh, grapevine. Huh? She used to let us smoke grapevine. Yeah, well, we could, after after so long a time, after they found out grapevine wasn't kidgy, well, we could smoke grapevine, but... I we remember used to, her letting us smoke grapevine. She let she would have never let us smoke, but she let James smoke. He come over and spend this weekend with her. Yeah, she'd give him a cigarette or two out of her. She didn't buy him any cigarette. But uh, well, I remember her dipping snuff, but I don't remember her smoking. You don't? No, well, don't. she didn't smoke till, and the boys didn't even know she smoked. I remember dipping snuff because she always had that snuff can. Hiding it behind the couch or by the couch. Yeah. The, or hiding it in a purse. Well, you a long time ago when I was growing up, she didn't hide it because a lot of the women then did dip snow. Yeah. Snuff. And we would get to her empty bottles or, or can and sop, the, sop it out. After she got through it, we'd rake our fingers around in there and be enough powder that we'd... Put it in our mouth. Oh, really? It tasted, and I got enough one time that I got real sick to my stomach. Oh, I bet. And I decided, well, soda was good for sick stomach because Mama had given us soda and water. Yeah. So I decided, and I did hate soda and water, so I decided I'd put it in buttermilk. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in buttermilk, and it liked to blew me up. Oh, my heavens. Wow. I was rolling in the floor. Oh, I can't even imagine. Well, we're going to take a pause. Happy trails to you Until we meet again Happy trails to Smiling until then Who cares about the clouds if we're together Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather Happy trails to you Till we meet again Some trails are happy It's the way you ride that trail that counts Here's a happy one for you Happy trails to you Until we meet again Happy trails to you Keep smiling until then Who cares? 
Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. And we drink.